only Doctor Who podcast on the net that can dodge some Delta waves. My name is Mark Turcotte, and joining me here for this episode, as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? How are we doing, my good friend? We have made it. We have arrived. I think, does this put us, like, in the realm of, like, Doctor Who? I mean, they call them Whovians in the in the realm of Doctor yeah. Who world. Are, have we arrived? Like, do we have to reach a certain point before we can say, like, we're a part we're of the fans. world? I, I think this is it, man. I think this is it. We've watched a full season of Doctor Who. Yeah, I think. It. Right. And I, and I kind of felt, like, inadequate before we reached the full season. I yep. feel good, like, when people say, like, you know, how much Doctor Who have you watched? I can say I got a full season in. Yep. And I feel good about that. Still only 13 episodes, but still. Yep. It's still. a season. <laughs> It's a, it's a season. It counts. And what a season it was, man. Ooh, like, this yes, was great. This sir. Was, yes, sir. I am so glad we did this because where we started um, is completely not where we ended up. No. And the, the series just kept getting better and better and better. And, and uh, I mean, we, we, we've really broken down these episodes. And um, I really thought, like, how the show started was how this whole season was going to be. Yep. Just these little stories and, and kind of fun and cool and, you know, funny, but it got serious towards the end. Everything kind of uh, melded together at the end. And I never, I, I, dude, I never would have thought that I would like just feel the emotions that I felt at the end of the season. Like, yeah, my eyes got a little moist. Really? I got a little moist to think, man. Like it was, this yeah. is a, this was a very, very touching ending i mean we and unfortunately we knew it was coming but the way that this episode just plays out at the end yeah uh, but what's up everyone we're talking about the parting of the ways the final episode here for christopher eccleston the final episode of the reboot of season one of doctor who and thank you so much for joining us. If you're new to the show, welcome. Go back. We have a nice backlog of this whole season. We are a podcast of two guys who have never watched Doctor Who. We're late to the party. And uh, like Chris said, I mean, I think we started this show thinking like, oh, this show is going to be so silly and wacky. And by the end, I never would have thought, number one, that I would now be a huge Doctor Who fan. And number yeah. two, just be, like I said, feel the emotions that I felt. I mean, this episode was just awesome and it, it really took every episode prior to it to get to this point right. so uh quick house he housekeeping here before we get going uh don't forget you can follow us on the twitter at tardy tardis i'm sorry at tardis tardy <laughs> you can follow us on instagram at tardy tardis podcast and don't forget you can email us the tardy tardis podcast at gmail.com just like Fion did. I love that name. She says, yeah. uh, hello, loving the podcast so far. It's so great to hear your experiences to take me back. I've been listening with my husband and we just finished Father's Day. I can't jump ahead without him. So I've been listening or re-listening to the others, which is awesome. She's re-listening to the old episodes. Yeah. So in the first episode, you were saying you wanted people to talk to. I would be keen. Would need a nudge to remind me what to rewatch, though. I'm British born, Bermuda raised, and I live in New Zealand. So I'm British with an American accent for a twist. Ha ha. If you're uh, wanting statistics, I listen. She says she listens through uh, Spotify Antenna Pod, and uh, she found us because of Guardian Radio, which is pretty awesome. There you go. Uh, so I want to also say that I can write down a guide if you're unsure or no one else has about the order that the specials fit in with the story to make sure you're still watching chronologically. 
Usually there's a Christmas special in between each season, but they're not always in the right place with the streaming services. So she's happy to draw us one up. She says, okay. I love the podcast and I hope you're loving Doctor Who. Welcome to the fandom. Yeah, that's what I mean. I feel Bion, like we, we, we are a part of like a community now. We're officially welcome, Bion. But, Thank yeah. you so much yeah. for welcoming. And you know what? I'm definitely going to take her up on her offer chronologically at least if you can maybe every once in a while like when we finish a season like this make sure we're going to jump to the next one from what we can tell next is definitely the, obviously the christmas special i mean the way this one ends they're telling you that um we like i said before we watch this on amazon prime season two starts with the christmas invasion so we're assuming that is the you know the one to be going next uh, especially because right. i did mention it here at the end of this episode sure uh but yeah so, fine. Thanks That's for writing into the show. And again, if you want to have your voice heard, email us, the Podcast at gmail.com. And you can find those links all down in the show notes. Chris, before we jump in with specifics uh. of the episode, we always give our kind of topical, which we kind of did, but I want to, you know, we got we to see, is this continuing the trend? Is no this the greatest doubt. episode? No doubt. <laughs> no, no question. No doubt, down low. Yeah. Keep it on low down, down low, um, no doubt. Yeah, man, like the, the and, I, and we've said this before, I don't like going ahead and reading anything or seeing anything that, that might spoil anything about this season. And, and even in like news readers that I have in my phone, they're not referencing season one most of the time. So I'm not going to get any spoilers and just, you know, reading apps, uh, news apps on my phone. But um, I didn't want I don't even want to chance it that I just get yeah. a little nugget of information. So. Um, I didn't know the ending. Like I didn't know that, uh, David Tennant would actually be in the episode. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. I had no clue that was going to happen. I knew, um, and then after I, after I finished the first viewing of it, I went and kind of read some backstory of the season and stuff like that. And, um, maybe we'll get to that towards the end about, you know, Eccleston leaving and all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, I, w I was, it was so bittersweet at the very end, mm -hmm. um, just that moment when it happens. But then I'm like, he's gone. That's it. That's it, man. He, he's not coming back. Well, we got to dive it, into w what really happens to him because I, and I know <laughs> this probably does get explained. I'm just a little bit confused. Like, like I, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay. But, um, right. I was, I will say that when there's the moment when he locks, uh, rose up into the TARDIS and sends her away. And then she oh. sees him via the like hologram. I actually yeah. thought that was the last time they were going to talk. And we did see that in the next time on from the week before. I thought that was going to be it. Like I didn't think she was going to go back. Um, but I'm glad that she did. And we, I mean, we, this whole season, like we had it all built up to the kiss. Like it yeah. was awesome, man. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It all built up to that. It's so good. But let's yeah. jump in here, dude. This all episode right. starts off. Uh, with, of course, Rose surrounded by Daleks and the doctor basically saying like, you know, well, well actually the Daleks at this point are telling her like, you know, you need to tell us what's he going to do. What do they keep asking her to do to, uh, predict, predict, predict. Yelling, <laughs> predict. And she's like, I don't know. And I, you know what? I think she's just honest in saying that. Like nobody ever knows what the doctor's going to no. do. You never no. know what this man is going to do. It's crazy. But then I love the scene of, and I remember I was joking about it before. And she even says, cause, cause the TARDIS is flying at the ship and the Daleks say TARDIS inbound or something like that. <laughs> and it's literally the TARDIS is flinging oh, through yeah. space, spinning like a, I don't even know what, like a top. <laughs> 
and then they shoot missiles at it. And Rose is nervous, like the TARDIS doesn't have any defenses. Shakes it off like nothing. Like thanks to right. old Jack. Jack and his tri <laughs> tribophysical waveform macrokinetic <laughs> extrapolator that he took. He's able to create a nice little uh uh what do you call it? Um force field, force field. around it. Yep. Uh, what do you think of that scene, man? You just, you just see it flying through space. You don't really see uh, – we haven't really seen the TARDIS like flying like that No. so much. Because normally you see it, it's in like that Bill and Ted kind of like – you know, it, it's, it's – yeah, I mean it's basically the same thing. But um, yeah, there's a nice explosion and, and yep. I don't, for it to happen within the first 30 seconds, you're like, all right, no, that's not going to explode. But no, like uh, Jack, Jack is like – Becoming my man. favorite, dude. He is yeah, really great. Becoming... Really good. Now, the one thing that happens here that I never thought of is when the TARDIS basically materializes onto the Dalek deck, it actually right. materializes where there is a Dalek. So it makes the right. Dalek appear inside the TARDIS. How many times do you think that's happened where it's just like a dog <laughs> or just like some random dude that's eating a sandwich and then he just looks up and he's like inside the giant TARDIS? Like, does that happen a lot, do you think? I don't know. I, it, I That might be one of those things where the people listening who know, uh, know. And if you do know, just, you know, like Mark said, email us about stuff like that because yeah. that's that's a good point. Like, it's never really happened. Never until. happened that I've seen. And I've never thought of that. Like, what if he it just appears, like, inside, I don't know, like, inside the Statue of Liberty's foot? Like, it's just, like, half the <laughs> foot is inside the TARDIS. Does it break the TARDIS? Like, it's just I weird. Know. I don't know. Uh, but then, of course, you know, uh, Jack's able to take this thing out using uh, a, a shot from the gun that he's created and takes the Dalek out. And uh, that's when they realize that... Um, the uh, Daleks survived the time war, of course. I mean, obviously, you know, um, we saw the one that we had seen, but this mm -hmm. is when, you know, uh, it's definitely becoming apparent that they've survived the time war, war and the uh, the Lord, the Time Lords have died for nothing. And they're all, uh, we, we keep talking about this, and um, right now they're all, they all look the same. So, like, they, they haven't had any, like, color added to them yet. So, obviously, that must come later because my, you know, I still have him right here, my... Christmas ornament, my blue Dalek. Yep. So, um, yeah, I want to see when that happens. But um, you had you had asked in the last episode, will we see Rose and the Doctor like together again? And Immediately. Here's your answer. Yeah, right yep. off the bat. Right off the bat. Yep. Which is good. Uh, and then of course, you know, the Doctor sees this and just in classic Doctor style, he's just like, nope, can't just stand around here let's go talk to the neighbors. And like, he just immediately is ready to go out the door. And, you know, Rose yeah. is just like, no, 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 no. They go out. And of course the force field that Jack has created saves them because the, the uh, Daleks just immediately start shooting at him, which I love the sound of that laser. Like, I think that would be like a great, like text tone. I mean, it'd be annoying, but it would like at least force you to get your phone. <laughs> <laughs> but I like his, his uh, comment there too. He's like, is that it? It's useless. It's no point. Is I know. Is he speaking French there? What is that? I love that. I don't know. But as soon as he walks out of that TARDIS, like the, the Daleks are like, you know, you know, they're just, they're just in a frenzy. Yep. They're like, oh, my God, he's here. Like, kill him as quick as you can. And, you know, the force field pretty much stops it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, he just continues to have that attitude of, you know, you're, you're afraid of me. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. I but don't you, know. It's just... Which, well, I'm trying to think back to the original episode of the the um, 
Station 5 episode where we saw the first Dalek this season. And he was, the Doctor himself was almost terrified at that moment of the Daleks. Where here, he's like, it's like the complete opposite. But I think when, you know, when you think of maybe his mind state there, he didn't know that any of them had survived. At this point, I mean, obviously, it's it's shocking that they're there. And we saw him last episode, surprise. But then he's just kind of rolling with it. Because I think he just realizes, like, okay, there's got to be a reason for this. I got to figure it out. And then at this point, this is when he taunts the Daleks and basically says that there's an old Dalek legend where they call him the oncoming storm. Mm-hmm. And even though they claim to have eliminated all emotion, he knows that deep inside their DNA, they still fear him uh, mm-hmm. when they see him. So, I don't know. Uh, they yeah. do ask, uh, what, at one point, uh, he or he asks how they survived the time war. And then that's when you hear the Emperor say, they survived through me. <laughs> The voice. Yep. Crazy voice. Which, <laughs> which again, like, we saw that last week. We were like, oh, when are we going to see that? I didn't think we'd, we'd get this reveal this early on, but immediately we find out it is the Dalek Emperor um, who has basically been just, what, he's, he's like suspended. He's, he's like a bigger Dalek. He's He almost, I don't know what exactly so, how to describe yeah, it, but he's like kind of hung it, between the middle of like legs. I'm trying to think. You know what? It, it just reminds me of... Uh, Isn't it like, like a uh, spider uh, droid in Star Wars no, or something? of a... Uh, glados in uh like oh a portal in portal something yeah. like that you know what i mean for some reason yep. but it's just it's a really cool looking machine basically yep. you know what did I mean? you notice so, around it there are some uh daleks that have black heads did you notice that i'm looking at it right now yeah like ones floating around floating him. around they have black heads instead of the regular head so it's almost mm-hmm. like the imperial guards for the yeah, Dalek right? emperor which is kind of crazy <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, so then the Emperor goes on and just describes that uh, the Doctor destroyed all the Daleks in the war, but its ship survived and was falling through time, crippled but alive, and that they've been surviving in the dark space and silently just rebuilding themselves and infiltrating all of Earth's systems, harvesting humans, which this is kind of crazy, harvesting humans and converting their genetic material into an army of the Daleks. Mm. So then Rose mentions, so you're part human? And this is when immediately they all start here. He says it's blasphemy, blasphemy. And then what does is, what is they keep saying? Like blaspheme, blaspheme. blaspheme. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great punk band name. Um, and uh, the doctor, he's even shocked but, that they're able, even able to comprehend blasphemy, right? Because they're supposed to have no, no emotion or anything. Like they're right. supposed to be able to get that. And I think this is the same part where he he kind of like threatens the um, the Daleks behind him and he kind of like yells at them oh, and yeah, they like, yeah. they almost like take a step backwards. Well, it's cause they're, yeah. You know cause they're I mean? telling like, him to stop talking, like stop talking, stop talking. He's like, no, that's and, what I do. I do yeah. I talk. And then yeah, he kind of like goes back at him. Like I'll get you. And they do, they kind of back up a little bit. They, they, they recoil. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, and then we do find out that the, this emperor considers himself the God of mm-hmm. the Daleks and he's saying that he reached into the dirt and made new life and he is the god of the Daleks and they all basically worship him and um so yeah. basically what they're doing is just taking dead bodies <laughs> and turning them into Daleks right I guess yeah and like I, I was thinking about it like that's happened a lot in this season a lot of crap happens with Earth's dead bodies yeah Think about that. Yeah, I like know, man. The Slatheen just takes, you know, that yeah. that's what they inhabit. The Dickens episode. It's the, the Dickens episode. What, what are those? Go the gaseous. The Gelf. Alien, the Gelf. Pity the Gelf. 
Pity the gelf. Um, and then there, I thought there was another one. The empty child. Those are that's those are dead. I mean, it's a dead uh, kid yeah. with a gas mask. That, Pretty much, it, yeah. But it's those nanobots that. Yeah, like they do a <laughs> lot. Like our bodies are worth something to hmm. time lords and and just you wow. know what I mean. Like I didn't even think of that, man. Yeah. Yep. They're always taking over our bodies. Like, is that and, just maybe like a, a thing with time travel where it just like ends up that. I don't know. You're just messing with the dead. I mean, it's weird. Like you, I don't know. You you need something. You need some form. Yeah. So I guess I mean, if you go into some other planet, are you just you know just whatever's on that planet? You're just going to take that form. I don't mm -hmm. know, but obviously we're always going to deal with Earth on this show. Not always, but uh, most of the time is going to be dealing with Earth. So they want our bodies, and that makes sense. But oh, yeah, crazy. I was just thinking about it. It's like all the time they're they're. Messing with our bodies, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, if you saw the Dalek bodies, I mean, you're going to want a human body. Because mm. yeah, their bodies okay. are pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So the doctor and then they go back onto the TARDIS. And, and you notice when the doctor, like when they go in and he shuts the door, kind of puts yeah. his head on the door. And I mean, you can tell he I wonder if it's at this point that he's kind of realizing because this is when you keep hearing the Daleks just, you know, shouting, exterminate, exterminate. Like, is he kind of realizing maybe this is the end like maybe he can't get him out of it even though i know we don't uh, you don't really notice that until later when he locks rose into the box but i think he's kind of realizing like i'm a little bit overwhelmed here like this may be a little bit too you much think he knows the end is story. is around the corner for yeah. him because it's just yeah, they, they purposely slowly zoom in on him and you can hear the daleks and he has his head just kind of like on the door and yeah you know they're yelling like worship him worship him and um so then he it's from there that they go back to floor 500 back on station five and um, that's when we learn that Linda Moss hasn't left, who, you know, seems like the doctor, again, still has oh, a little, yeah. little something, or at least Linda has a little something for him, right? But not um, only that, like, now now uh, Rose is around to ooh, witness yeah. all this. Yep. And the jealousy is creeping in. Yep, she's not she's not digging it too much. No. Um, and uh, Flash is down to say that there's even still a bunch of people down on floor 000. We see Roderick is still there, who is the guy that she competed against for the weakest link, who, by the way, is being a complete jerk, <laughs> still wanting be. his prize money. Like, give me the prize <laughs> money. I'm the winner. I'm the winner. Um, and then this is when we see this is when the fleet, I think, takes off. Right. You start seeing the Dalek now coming for Station five. And then this is what kind of pushes the doctor's hand saying, like, all right, we got to save these people here. Well, this is kind of when he, he uh, jumps into action and he's like, uh, you know, we, we can – does anybody here – like they, they've, they've made a big mistake. Um, he goes, does anybody know what, the, what mistake they've made? And obviously nobody knows what he's talking about except for Jack. <laughs> yeah. And this is where he says that, you know, we can we – can, um, I'm, I'm the big transmitter. They have the transmitter. Yeah, they have the transmitter. But what do they call it? They ride a. Uh, it's almost like riding wave. the wave, the delta wave. Yep. And he's like super excited that he figured like he can put together whatever this. I don't even know what they were talking about, but his <laughs> his reactions to it was like this is this is his one and only way out of this thing, um, yep. and that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the episode, um, of of the doctor ripping apart like the guts of four or 500 <laughs> to create like this delta wave of whatever the heck it might be. But in the process, he's going to literally kill everything. Not yep. just Daleks. Just it fries the brains humanity. or whatever. Right. Yeah. You get hit with right. a, with a delta wave. You're done. I love the scene. Right. Yeah. The, in this scene when he's like, you know, how long till the fleet arrives or like, 
Uh, or he goes, it'll take us about three days to create it. How long till the fleet arrives? And the guy goes, 22 minutes. And he pulls out the cord real fast. Like, all serious, looks at the, the cord and then just with a big smile on his face, pops his head up. And, like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, 22 minutes. Yeah, he, he that's all you're exactly right. Just pulls the entire cord out, looks at it, and smiles. It, it just a big smile <laughs> on his face. Like, I got this. We got it. Uh, Jack, at this point, Jack's able to put, like, a force field around the top, right? Is it the first six floors or something like that? Something, yeah, I think Five or six, something like that. So we, yeah. we do know that they are going to, you know, unfortunately, the people downstairs are going to have some issues. Um, so Jack, he's like, we got to go down and basically get them get them up. So they get ready to head down there. But before they do that, uh, let's see, that is when the doctor, well, he's beginning to do the Delta Wave. Um, uh, is this when they leave? Who's that? The people on the on the floor of 500? Yeah, they're kind of saying ba- goodbye, right, Jack? This is what Jack's saying goodbye, right? Uh, yeah, and, and Linda is saying goodbye to the doctor. Yep. And uh, he kind of like leans in for like maybe a smooch and it's a little like uncomfortableness between the two of them and then he just sticks his hand out to shake her hand and yeah. Rose is witnessing all of it. <laughs> yep, it's great. And then that's when Jack comes in to say goodbye to Rose. You know, and they kind of right. go, go back and forth a little bit. Gives Rose a nice little kiss and then uh, says, I wish I never met you, doctor. I was much better off as a coward. And then gives the doctor a kiss. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Uh, you know, I, th- I think we had some some uh, rumblings early in some earlier episodes, right? That Jack kind of swung both ways. Didn't we? Uh, yes. I think, I think there was something at one yeah, point. Yeah, because when he first sees Rose hanging from whatever the hell she was hanging from, uh, he, he makes a comment to like a general or something like that. And isn't there um, something about dancing too? And like Rose is like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, I went, might not have been talking about you. He, I remember him no. just saying just something real, real fast to the doctor, like he wanted to dance with the doctor or something like that. In the um, in like the, the the notes while you're watching on Amazon, it says uh, when Jack kisses Rose and the doctor goodbye, uh, John Barrowman made a special effort to kiss both actors in the exact same way, except on one take when he kissed Billy. Uh, Piper as usual, then said his line to Christopher Eccleston, started the kiss, and didn't stop until they hit the floor. <laughs> so it's like one of those, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, like over, over yeah, and like, done. That's great. Like extra real kind of, you know... That's awesome. Yeah, so it was kind of funny. So yeah, so they're going down to the bottom floors, basically, to get the people down there to bring them up um, to, you know, fight off the Daleks and to warn them, right? And to say, hey, guys, you got to come come right now because stuff's getting ready to hit the fan. Right. Um, so they go down there and nobody believes them that they, they exist. I mean, especially Roderick. A couple you people. A couple people. A couple do. majority, like, yeah. the, they're like, Daleks don't exist anymore. And he's like, yeah, they do. This is where they're going to be. They're going to come on this floor and they'll most likely go up. So everybody here go down. And, uh, yeah, the one guy who, what's his name? The one who won the Roderick Roderick. Okay. Roderick yeah. Uh, he's kind of like the ringleader of like, you know, we're not going, we're going to stay put. And it's kind of like in a, not a super emotional moment. Cause you're not really connected to any of these people, but, um, Jack's like response is like, he's like, just then, then go down low and just be quiet. Yeah. And, um, when, when he says something about when you hear people yelling, he goes, "If you hear the battle like, and hear, you know, hear the sounds, he's like, you know, hopefully they won't notice you, like the Daleks." Just be quiet. I think he, I think he kind of just knows that. All right, you're not coming with us. You're dead. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you some advice on what to do to, to, <laughs> to maybe survive, but you're you're likely not going to. Yep. 
And it was kind of a good moment for him, I thought. Mm-hmm. It was his uh, Independence Day. President from Independence yes. Day. He's standing on top of the table giving the speech. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman, that's Bill. right. Uh, let's see. Then uh, we come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts back to the doctor. Uh, the Delta Wave is charging up. Uh, he checks to see how much is Erica's rose. Is like, you know, how close is it getting? And uh, after looking at it, he knows it's not getting there. You know, that it's not going to be the uh, the right amount that they need to take it out. Or it's not going to be done in time. And uh, this is when Rose then says, like, you know, why don't we go back? Like, why don't we go back and fix it? Right? Isn't that when she says that? Like, Yeah, they're kind of just sitting there. It's, it's kind of like a quiet moment between the two of them. And she, he says, why don't you ask me to take you? That's right. Somewhere. And, he, and she says, well, you wouldn't take me there. He goes, but at least you could ask. Basically saying, like, yeah, no, I'm not. I, I can't. I'm not going to take you there because this is where I have to be right now. Yeah. Um, nice touching moment, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kind of like fakes this whole thing that Rose has this brilliant idea. Uh, and, and I think like he's just throwing words out at this point. Like I yeah. can – you know what I mean? Like none of it really – well, none of it ever makes sense what he's talking about when he's like in the TARDIS and, you know, trying to – he's pulling all these levers and stuff like that. But he tells her to, you know, hit whatever and that will cancel yeah, the buffers. That and, yep. Yeah, so um, – <clears throat> He kind of gives her like this false sense of hope, like he he knows what he's doing again, but he really, well, and he kind of does actually. Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah, he knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing, and what he does is he kind of leads Rose in the TARDIS to man some controls while he goes out of the TARDIS, and then kind of turns around and Rose is waiting for something to happen, and he sonic screwdrivers what a scene man back to her hometown christopher like eccleston her. such a moment right there nuts nuts yeah. and and i kind of like him with you i i kind of thought that was it for for her for this episode right 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 I, well i don't know if that was it for her i just i thought this was the last time they were going to see each other like that was going to be it you know? yeah i was like yeah. wow is that how they're going to do it like this is crazy I mean, they almost lead you to believe that because then it's it's moments after when you know once Rose realizes that the the door is shut, that's when we get the hologram that uh, pops up and oh. uh, talks about emergency program one, and it's going to take her home and uh, not to return for him for fear that his technology will fall into the Daleks' hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know he says, just take it back, just leave the TARDIS, leave it there forever, let it die in remembrance of him. And for her to have a fantastic life. And I love like she's looking at it and kind of walks next to it, looking at it. And then his head turns and looks like directly at her, man. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Wow. So great. Isn't this where he says like, let it be. uh, Yeah. Let it be a a strange little thing standing in a street corner. He goes, just let the TARDIS die. Yep. Um, And I, I, part of me thinks like that, that face he has when he's, when he when he runs out of the TARDIS and leaves Rose behind, and then you know does the sonic screwdriver to like engage the TARDIS to send her back, the look on his face like I think part of that was like him not obviously he's sad that he's probably he's in his mind he's not going to see Rose again, but he's not going to see that TARDIS again either. No, I mean he's saying goodbye to the TARDIS. Right. Yeah. So I think that look on his face was more for the TARDIS than for Rose. <clears throat> I think he's happy he's saving Rose, but he has this look of sadness on his face. It's like. And in the uh, it was the last episode where he kind of or maybe two episodes ago where he describes like why the TARDIS looks the way it does. Yeah, because it got stuck. And I think he he likes that part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's it that, that's a part of him. Like it doesn't change all the time. And, and even though it did, 
but uh, I can't remember why it's stuck in the look of. Uh, the something broke. Box. It was like a fuse or something yeah. that broke, and he just Some, never yeah. fixed it. And he likes that part of it. Yep. So that, I, I just how, well, how much of it too? How much of it too do you think is even almost relief? Because we we I, I say relief, but it's like we know he just wants to live a normal life, right? Like he, he and he knows he can't, and maybe now by doing this, like he's realizing like it may be the end, and he doesn't have to live this life anymore you know because i mean think about it the things that he's seen the things that he's gone through i mean how many um what, what do they call her his um companion like how many companions has he been through we don't know yeah i don't know how many of them have died how many has he lost so yeah. now it's like you know what i'm i'm able to finally save one and i'm going to send her away it's with the tardis and sure it's bittersweet right. but that's why when he just looks at her and he says all i want you to do is just live a good life yeah. Do me the one thing, live a fantastic life. Yeah. Because even at the end, um, when he he sees Rose in the form that she's in, he kind of says, like, that's what I see. I see that every day. Like yeah. what she what she says that she sees how she sees everything. He's how like, she that's, sees that's everything. What I, yep. I think you're right. I think I think there's a part of him that's like f- just fine doing this, creating this delta wave just to destroy everything, including himself. Yep. Uh, because Doctor seen some shit. Ooh, yes, he has. <laughs> uh, let's see. So then Mickey comes up right there at the very oh, end. Oh, yeah. Yep. And How uh, is he just always there? Like, <laughs> I don't know. He says he heard it. I mean, he must be like, you know, supersonic hearing or something like that. Yeah. But uh, he comes um, up and is get, kind of getting ready to talk some trash and then immediately sees this isn't the time. And they just start hugging and, and hugging out they, there. Uh, another uh, little aside from the uh, watching on the Amazon thing, the street corner. In which the TARDIS reappears after being sent back to 2005 is the same street corner where Rose's father was originally struck by a car and killed in the opening of Father's Day. Ah, okay. That's the same exact location. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. And then it cuts back to we see the doctor working and Jack comes in. And uh, it's funny. He's like, you know, where's Rose? And he's like, oh, she's gone. He's like, oh, you took her home yet? And he's like, oh, what a time to take a leak or something like that. <laughs> but he realizes like, you know, like it, it, you can see on his face being a time traveler himself. He kind of understands why the doctor right. did it because he knows what's at stake too. that the, the stakes are really high. And, um, you know, he says the Delta wave, is it going to be ready? And uh, the emperor then cuts in. So this is where we yeah. kind of have the, the emperor coming back in again, saying that, uh, you know, the, the wave is not going to be able to be transmitted. That, uh, you know, it's not going to be able to discriminate between humans and Daleks. And it's going to wipe out all the Daleks and the humans within the range. And, um, you know, with no distinction at all between whoever it is. And um, so, th- so his original plan was to not do that, apparently. Like, did they really even say that? No. In the beginning? I, I, I mean, this is kind of like where they lead, lend you to believe that if he had enough time, he could manipulate this to killed just what he wanted in this case right. Daleks but he's not gonna have that time so he's just gonna blow everything up kill everything that's crazy everything yep, yep. <sighs> and you know uh, that's what uh, he says when you're gonna die as a human and he says well what would you have done or what would you do he says you sent her home she's safe mm-hmm. and he's like yep. keep working crazy, man. <laughs> that's awesome like I don't know man. it's just a different they're, they're they're different they're they're aliens they're, they don't think like we do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's exactly like why why does jack care about her so much i get why the doctor does and and on some form i get why why jack does but um yeah for him to say like she's safe like she is so important to both of them 
then let's do this. Yep. It's go time. Sager, let's go. <laughs> right. Uh, but then we get in a little interesting thing here. This this threw me for a loop. What's when that? they're talking about the bad wolf, the doc, because the doctor's like, all right, well, answer me this. Why right. has bad wolf been spread throughout all time and everything? And the, the emperor's just like, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> it's not me. And right. I, my mind was kind of blown there. I'm like, really? Like, are you kidding? Because yeah, you, you know he's not lying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's not trying to uh, cover up anything. I'm like, I thought they were responsible for all that stuff. So then that had me just go like, Oh boy, like yeah. we're, in, we're in for something now. Or I didn't even think we'd have any resolution of that here. I was just like, okay, well this is going to just keep on going right behind, yeah. beyond this. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. And then we, this is when we have the uh, Rose and her mom and Mickey, uh, just going out to eat. And, you know, they're, they're basically trying to see, it seems convince Rose, like just stay, you know, don't worry about it. And you know, she just, she just can't, I mean, and can you blame her? I mean, kind of in this, a situation like that, it's like, you know, yeah, it's it's great that she's back with Mickey and she's back with her mom, but like, come on, when you know what's going down there and, you know, she feels like she can do something uh, in the situation, it's driving her nuts. Right. Oh, yeah. Man. I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I get it. And I totally get where, uh, you know, her mother and Mickey are coming from because uh, she does this. Like, she's that's all she's done. She'd come back for five minutes and then she's gone. And now, like, what's happening in, in the future, she's pretty helpless to help that. So they're kind of just both trying to get her to stay. And I I would do the same thing, I think, man, because Eccleston's the man. And yep. I don't want him, <laughs> I don't want him to try to go save him. <sighs> so this is when we get the moment of the ships now just basically descending onto Earth. And we just mm. get some amazing CG. Wonderful. Uh, the Daleks don't even, I mean, they just straight up fly through space. Yeah. In their little Dalek suits or whatever you want to call them. Like they're just straight up. They have the ships and then little ships and then straight up Daleks just floating yeah. with, I, I, it's crazy. This know. was Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. Totally and, Independence Day. Yep. Yeah. And um, I'm amazed at how fast they can fly, but how slow they like walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two completely different things. Friction, man. There's friction. Yeah. It's like they're in sand when they're trying to walk, but. Yep. Uh, let's see. This is, is this the moment when we start to then see Rose starts to notice um, Bad Wolf? All over the place, right? We see it just, she sees it on the ground. She sees yeah, it all over. Huge and then, thing, yep. Yeah, and that's when she starts to realize, like, wait a minute. Like, th this means something. And uh, she tells Mickey that this is when she kind of realizes, like, the TARDIS has the ability to be telepathic. We got to get inside. We got to open it up. And so she just takes off and goes running all the way back to the TARDIS, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Um, and then we get some, we get some moment of this is when the Daleks are coming in. We have some classic, like you said, slow moving Daleks mm -hmm. coming in, which, you know, again, you think you could out sprint these things, but we've seen them float. We've seen them, uh, do all kinds of crazy things. So, you know, eventually they're going to get you. They're basically the Jason Voorhees of Dr. Who. You're not going <laughs> to outrun the Daleks, right? I mean, you could run a mile and a half and they're still going to be right behind you. They'll be right there behind you. Somehow, some way, the yeah. dogs will get you. It's crazy. And instead of the <laughs> ch ch ch, it's just exterminate. Exterminate. <laughs> <It's laughs> yeah. Okay. No. They're not subtle about it. Like, like not Jason. at all. No, no, not no. at all. Um, let's see. So Rose says, you know, we got to figure out how to go back. She doesn't know, obviously, what dials to turn to get back there. So, like we said, they got to rip open the TARDIS. And uh, she's telling Mickey, "We <laughs> go get your car. Basically, we're going to pry this thing open." Um, 
and then what? We get some some more fight scenes. We get some uh, Matrix yeah. bullet time stuff with the Daleks, where the bullets are going real slow and you yep. know, kind of firing. I love the who. I don't even know who this woman is that gets blasted first. Whatever her name is, she's just shooting that gun all over the place. <laughs> this is classic. Yeah, you knew these guys were just you know sacrificial lambs, and she, she like yeah, I was like, you lied to me. Like she's like. <laughs> Basically telling Jack, like, you, you, you lied to me that we were, you know, Safe. these bullets aren't doing anything. <laughs> um, and he, whenever, like, they try to attack, like, the Daleks, they always say, aim for the eye stalk. And that seems very difficult to do for anybody in this show. Yeah. Because, like, I, I don't shoot guns or anything like that. I think I'd have the, the uh, wherewithal to be able to, of all these bullets being flown... At least hit that eye stock once. Every and, every bullet we see is like from I'm gonna say the Dalek chest height down. <laughs> Aim for the eyeball. But, the eye. Like, we don't, yeah. We You're don't using a machine really, gun that shoots like 50 bullets in like 30 yeah. seconds. Why is everyone below the eye stock? I don't, I don't know. Lift the gun up know. just a little yeah. bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> One of them's gonna hit. <sighs> Crazy. It's frustrating, man. <laughs> Uh, but they were never trained to kill Dalek, so you got to give them a little. Yeah, I guess. So. Anyway, yeah. uh, that's when then they go in the room and they see the Anbot the, from the Weakest Link, and she takes oh. him right out. Man, that Anbot's like, yeah, and yeah. Jack, Jack's Dude. excited. Well, I th- my excitement level went from like yeah to oh okay, they're now they're all dead in a matter <laughs> of like five seconds because like Anbot took those three out like immediately boop, 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 gone, and then a dog just turns a corner and just pops her head off, and you're like yeah, all right. Yep. Back, back to square one. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is when we see the Daleks are now going down to the bottom floor where Roderick and all the people that didn't want to move are. And here they come. They they come busting through. Well, I say busting through the door. I should say strolling through the door and uh, just start wiping everybody out down there. And we yeah. don't actually see it. You know, no. it's not, it like goes away to Linda's face. So you don't actually have to watch it. But we hear it. I mean, we, I would we, at least like to see Roderick go because he was just. Yeah. You like to see the annoying ones go. Mm-hmm. But no, we, we, uh, and then it cuts back to Rose and her mom. And this is when her mom is basically. Uh, well, actually, this is when Rose admits to her mom. Right? Because her mom's kind of saying like. Because doesn't Rose well, say like dad would have done it. And her, her mom. Yeah, like, because, no, blah, because blah, blah, they, blah. they cut between um, all this Dalek fighting and Rose and Mickey uh, trying to open up. The, and and yeah, they're right. using his car and the chain breaks. Um, so now like. Rose is just hanging out in the TARDIS with her mom. And yeah, they have a really kind of poignant moment right here Yeah, where uh, she says, you know, my dad wouldn't give up. And then what did she say? Um, well, she says, you know, basically she, that, you know, he wouldn't have given up and Rose's and Jackie, Rose's mom says like, you know, yeah, he would have. And Rose is like, nope, I know he wouldn't have because I would have met him. And Jackie's like, you know, no, you haven't. And then that's when Rose says, you remember there was that blonde girl holding his hand when he died that you saw from a distance. That was me, Mom. That was me. I was the one that held his hand. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Dude. But she doesn't want to believe it. No, she runs away. And I don't get that. It's like you know your daughter's been all over space That's and what time. I'm <laughs> you know that this time travel thing is real. Why would you right. not believe her? And you and in your reality, like your daughter has never met her father. It would make total sense for her to want to go back and meet, and meet the her father. father. Yeah. But you don't – I think she just – it's an acceptance thing for her. She just does not want to believe that because no. that's just bizarre. That's bizarre to think like your, your grown daughter is 
holding the hand of her father who's dying. So I get it, but she doesn't need to run off the TARDIS the way she does. Everybody runs off the TARDIS in like <laughs> epic fashion. That nobody ever walks out of the TARDIS. No, it's always, it's always a, a, a like a fleeting like we're we're leaving the TARDIS and everybody's like <laughs> there's a run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. This is where we get the scene of the the Daleks are now coming down onto Earth, attacking Earth. And the Doctor says, "You know, how's it going?" And we find out that Europa, Pacifica, the New American Alliance, and Australasia, yes, are uh, now being devastated by Dalek bombing. And what are they bomb? What are the Daleks bomb with? We don't know. I don't know. But whatever they're doing, if you watch the map, it's morphing. Like the yeah. look of Australia even in way in the future looks the same it's but weird. like she's telling them like the you know australasia and it changes it it like morphs into just a different look yeah. so whatever they're doing they're they're just uh they're changing the terrain like instantaneously weird. but we don't have the um budget to really show what's going on yeah no on the earth yeah <laughs> we're gonna do this just the best we can <laughs> yeah uh let's see so after that that's when we kind of cut back to um the the people who i'm gonna say are heroes that are trying to fight them off i mean they're not yeah it's kind of the second wave of the daleks coming in and you know we get a nice little these two people saying like oh we'll go out and get some coffee (laughs) haha you know joking joking dead two seconds later yep they're dead and she's the one that did hit an eye stock and she's celebrating prematurely yeah yeah. she becomes a neon skeleton yep uh, but before that happens, that's when Jackie comes up with a big, uh, what, like a tow truck, yeah, what basically. What like, the truck? Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> I, when that thing comes around the corner, she was the last person I was expecting to come out. I don't know who <laughs> I was expecting to come out, but it wasn't her. <laughs> and her response is just classic Jackie. Like, it's somebody who owed her a favor. Yeah. Hmm, what favor are we talking about here, Jackie? <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, but then, of course, then it cuts back, like we said, to uh, all the people who are... It kind of reminded me of just like if you ever watched The Walking Dead and they're just, you know, all kind of shooting through the fences. That's kind of like what this is. But what is with the holes that they have in the fence? Like, there's holes cut out in the fence, but then right. like... I mean, if I was to cut a hole in one of these fences, I would just cut the hole out. But it, these holes have like nice little like rubber edges around them but it's still like a jaggedy hole in the fence did you notice that like what i mean come on i'm like, looking right now oh yeah you know what i'm talking yeah, about it's got like there's black, almost like a black tubing like, like tubing. So, you, so you yeah. don't cut your finger like <laughs> hey before the daleks come in let's let's like cut through this metal wire and then we're gonna put some rubber tubing or foam <laughs> that we got at lowe's and on, on floor 30, 372 oh, just so you don't God. cut your finger like come on or don't do damage to the gun if you stick the yeah, stock through it. Scratch the gun because that is it. too funny, man. I didn't even notice that. Later when they come back, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. You know what but, you could do with aluminum tubes? <laughs> and then, so they they shoot the eye stock. The girl gets what's her name? Her name is uh, Nisha. I don't I don't care. Nisha, she, she I'm sorry. That's the actress's name, Nisha. She dies, and then so the male programmer, rather than continue to shoot through, just pulls the full-on rambo like <laughs> shoot over the cover <laughs> just blindly shoot that's gonna work she took out he just saw her take out the one by shooting the eye stock why doesn't he do that 
aim for the eye socket. Instead, he does it even worse than what he had been doing. He just points over and just shoots randomly and like shoot, shoot from uh, cover without aiming. Come on, man. My question is, in the very beginning of this episode, <laughs> um, Jack took out a Dalek with that massive gun he had. Where's that gun? First of all. <laughs> Is that like a one and done type of thing? One use only? <laughs> Must have Battery been. ran out? It was a and, minor delta wave. All right. And let's say it did run out. Like you couldn't use it anymore for whatever reason. Um, why not try to build something new? What Like guns don't work on Daleks. I, I it, This is, has to be a well-known fact. Remember the force field you built, Jack, to not let the Daleks shoot you? They have again. one too. Yeah. So don't do that. Don't this do is it. Just, I get it's hastily put together, but it's just poor planning. You had time <laughs> to put the tubing around the holes <laughs> instead instead of putting the tubing around the holes in the fence, you could have built a gun to take out more down. You, you just killed everybody because you needed tubing. Tubing. It's basically <laughs> you, what happened. You focused on the tubing and not on the weapons. <laughs> Come on, man. You focused on safety. I, it's just, on it's, safety it's, over. <laughs> there's got to be Band-Aids in the future. They, but they may, hand... You know what? They may not have all had their tetanus shot. So, no. like, Jack was very concerned that everybody didn't have their tetanus shot. And if they cut themselves right. on the metal fence, you might get some lockjaw going on. But... And you couldn't have that. <laughs> Don't want that in the 2022nd century on Station 5. Can't but have didn't, that. But didn't... Wasn't didn't somebody have an injury and the doctor cured it with his his screwdriver, or somebody had something? Or was it nanobots? It? I thought that that was the nanobot episode. Was it the nanobots? But, but we we live in a world with nanobots. Where's the nanobots? <laughs> what if you threw nanobots out of Dalek? Would that work? <laughs> I, I don't know. Would that backfire on you? Would they take their de- They might take their dena mm, and that, like that one that was dead, like the one that was dead. In the, which, by the way, where did the dead Dalek go? Well, I guess if the tar. Here's the, oh, here's a question for right. this one. Yeah. So, like I said, you never think about the TARDIS materializes somewhere with something inside of it. So the Dalek then was inside the TARDIS. They killed it. When right. it goes away, does it Where come does with? That Dalek... Does it come with them, or does it Ooh. stay there? And then what determines that? Hmm. So if you're eating a sandwich on a park bench and the the TARDIS materializes and suddenly you're in the TARDIS. And then it goes away. Do you suddenly, you're just time traveling? Like, what if the doctor didn't see you and you were just in the corner of the TARDIS and you were asleep on the park bench? Right. And you were, because the TARDIS is big, and you maybe, you know, and, the doctor theoretically might not see you in the back corner. And then right. the TARDIS just goes and suddenly you just wake up. You're right. Yeah, because we really don't know how big the TARDIS is. is it, was, it, was it in the Charles Dickens episode? He told her to go down, like, down the hall and, and go change. Big. Yeah. I don't know. So Random it's got to be picking up. Yeah, it's got to be picking up hitchhikers. Bunch of debris. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to pick apart this episode like we are well, because but it's, just, so, but, it's so great. But, but, but well, the reason I was saying that was because we're talking about the microbots or the nanobots. Yeah. What if you still had that dead Dalek? You could like put the nanobots in that and be and make and the nanobots change. think that all Daleks should be dead like that. And then it just goes out and just kills them all. Kind of like it did with the empty child where it was like, oh, this gas mask. This is how they're all right. supposed to be. Kill everybody. Right. Kill all the Daleks. Like they're all supposed to just be lifeless bodies inside a metal tin. Wow. Nanobots go turn every single one into a dead lifeless body in a metal tin. Exactly. Do it. Exactly. Man, why didn't Jack think of that? Come on, Jack. I don't know. You, he had nanobots on, his, on the ship that he was in. He did. He did. That's what I'm so saying. 
He like, knew what like they he, were. He knows. He knows what the Daleks are capable of and how difficult it is to beat him. And his answer is guns. And tubing. <laughs> and tubing. <laughs> Terrible, Jack. Terrible. Oh, crap. All right, so Jackie shows up and uh, what? Says that, you know, Pete definitely, or her dad definitely would have went ahead and took care of it. She brings a heavier chain with her her thing. And um, is that, does oh, she, yeah. what? Does yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, well, we she just shows scene, up, right? Yeah, we get a and then we scene. get to the Linda scene. Yeah, yeah. Lin, uh, Lin, Linda's in her. Linda was like, "What was her job?" I don't <laughs> I think know. It was just to oversee and, and and to kind of tell everybody where the the Daleks were going, I guess, because she's the one that tells them they've infiltrated Earth and they've taken over maybe these just different watch countries. The screen, maybe. So I think she, yeah, I think she was on uh, the There's part of the ship the that can see up. So she she hears Daleks. <clears throat> um, by the door to get into the room that she's in and the doctor tells her don't worry about it because the the side that they're coming in on is is i guess what is how does it say like reinforced with whatever it was yeah to, it was to, like meteors couldn't <clears throat> penetrate that door so um that doesn't stop the dogs from trying and in the process of them you know she can see a light coming through the door but the room that she's in has a huge window that sees out to earth and just like four or five of them just Come Walking up. Dead coming out of out of the yep. rising from the dead, like yeah, just hover right in front of that boom window and just uh, I think shatter it. Bye bye, Linda. Take her, and you know the doctor hears that. He, he yeah. looks a little sad, right? He's a little bit sad in that moment when he sees that. Yeah. Um, and then, dude, we get a great <laughs> we get a great scene of Jack shuffling backwards down a hallway with the Daleks coming. And like he's got his hand out, like he's doing like the Al Bundy like Heisman Trophy. <laughs> put both, put both hands on it. the gun. Dude, I love. I'm so glad you saw that. That was the greatest thing. Ever. He scored. He scored five touchdowns in one game. Polk High, back in the day. Like I don't understand why are you doing this, Jack? Like put your hands on the gun. Shoot for the eye stock, man. Like he's just randomly just like uh, just shooting like. Oh, that was so great! I, I just don't understand it. Go, if you got, I think that's gonna be like when we post the post this episode that we gotta find that image. Yeah, the gif. <laughs> the arm is just out, just shuffling. For no reason. Yeah, he's kind of uh, got a smile. He's kind of yelling. Uh, okay, but that's when they uh, Mickey <laughs> Mickey starts driving the truck. I saw yeah. a good good image of Mickey screaming, um, trying to pull out the TARDIS and uh, get it, and it does work. And they work, yeah. And uh, then Rose takes a little peek on the inside, and uh, she becomes the Phoenix from uh, <laughs> X Men. <laughs> For those who don't know, Jean Grey becomes the Phoenix, and pretty much yeah. looks like Rose uh, in that moment. Right. And but uh, but did you notice like the when that happens, like you know Mickey tries that he gets out of the the truck or whatever and makes a run for the TARDIS door, and they just they close on their own. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've never seen it do that before. So. Um, I, I was that a TARDIS move? Was that is that just what happens when the heart is shown? I, th I, I don't think know. That was Rose, man. I think that was just like oh, that's true. I'm yeah, on it. Here we go. Let's go. Yeah. And it was just in it. And dude, dude, the scene of her just like looking down as they're flying to the doctor now, looking down at the heart of the TARDIS and just beams of light. Oh, this is crazy. Yeah. I mean, Rose is looking badass in this moment yeah. here. Uh, we get a scene of Jack trying to fight off the Daleks with a pistol. Still has his arm out. <laughs> Clearly not going to work. Just like, like, remember that movie Eight-Legged Freaks? Eight -legged I, yeah. Freaks. <laughs> it's just what I feel like Jack is screaming at while he's shooting these things. Yeah. Uh, and then, dude, I love kind of the the um, 
discussion between the doctor and the Dalek here, Be- or the the Emperor, because he basically it ends up he gets surrounded at this moment, yeah. and the Emperor tells him that it wants him to become like them. It's almost like daring him to do it. Like I dare you to become the great exterminator. Hail the Doctor, the great exterminator. It says, and it basically says you have to make a choice between being a coward or a killer. And then he says, you know, he, he tries, doesn't he kind of, is that when he has his hands on the things and he's like, yeah. ready to kind of do it. And then he just says, it's, it almost looks like one of those, you know, TNT things that you're going to like push down. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, um, he says he'd be a coward any day. And he, he's looking like he's going to do it. And he basically just the, the emperor dog is just calling his bluff. Yep. And, uh, he kind of does the shaking. I don't know <laughs> if I can do it. And he does and uh, he does. He goes coward. And we, always, I mean, we've asked this question out throughout the entire series. Like, is is the doctor bad? Um, but this, there's like the now, now, like there's little things. Like, obviously, this is a big thing that he won't do it. Um, but I think in the last episode, when he walks in that the the floor five hundred, and he's got that gun that uh, Jack made. Oh yeah, and he throws and, it to and, the guy, and he's like, and he kind of he's he make, he gives a face like I'm not gonna shoot you, just here take it. Yeah, like he's like MacGyver, like he doesn't like guns <laughs> and to kill people. He he wants to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, I was wondering too how much of it is like you know I I honestly I think he was set to do this, but I think the doctor will take in anything that you know any information that he can, and I think when the emperor just says to him. I want you to be like us, the, you know, all hail the great exterminator, the doctor. Then he kind of realizes like, wait a minute, I would be on their level. That would make me like them. I can't do it because of that. Like, I just, I think like in the moment he was ready to do it, this whole episode, he's been setting up ready to do it to what not do it. No, he was going to do it. But then when the emperor flat out says like, you're doing even though I don't think the emperor set it up to be this, but then at this point he's saying, you're doing exactly what I want you to do. Like you're going to do it. And be just like mm-hmm. us. And he just, he can't. He can't live with himself like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily, we don't have to see where it goes. And that's when the TARDIS shows up. And, dude, the most epic scene I think we've had all season. And, you know, even the doctor looks up at Rose and saying, like, what have you done? <laughs> and, uh, you know, she says, I looked into the TARDIS. The TARDIS looked into me. And, uh, man, when she comes walking out of that. that uh, dude, just when the door opens and she's just there, like her her silhouette is just there and all the the light comes like flooding out and stuff like that like Dude, her eyes and she when oh, she, she she doesn't even walk to uh the doctor no. she, like morphs over to him it's crazy man. She, she goes from the from the doorway i didn't even notice just that appe- really? yeah man are, are you watching the video i, I gotta put it? it on right now she she goes from the door oh yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah. in front of him she like materializes in front of him like she's yeah, almost like, like the tardis herself like she materializes outside of the TARDIS. But then you get that epic line where she says, like, you know, I am the bad wolf. Like, so the mm. bad wolf has been her kind of in this moment with the TARDIS in her, right? Is it or is it the TARDIS? I mean, we can kind of get into that. I don't know. That this is kind of where my my I don't want to say confusion was in the beginning, but it's like, you know, in the end, this is the bad wolf. Her with this inside of her. And um, she is able to just wipe out the Daleks like oh, immediately. Man. She just looks at them, done. And um, let me you know, see where it says here. Let's see. Uh, this is where she says, you know, I, I am the bad wolf. I created right. myself. 
Um, she says, I take the words. I, uh, what did she say? I scatter them in time and space. And so she was. So, yeah, she goes, uh, okay, so I'm going back a little a bit. The doors open. myself here. Right. So I don't think it's Rose in particular. It's just maybe some being or some spirit that's inhabiting her right now. Yep. It says, like, the doors open, the light from the TARDIS heart spilling out into the con- into the control room. Um, and in the middle of it, all is Rose as Bad Wolf, hmm. uh, glowing brightly. In answer to the doctor, Rose tells him she looked into the TARDIS and it into her. The doctor tells her that she looked into the time vortex, someone no- something no one is supposed to see. So fused with power, Rose easily stops and diverts a Dalek blast, which was awesome. Yep. Dalek thought he was going to take her out. She just hand up. Nope. nope. Um, as the Emperor calls her, quote, the abomination, Rose explains that she is the bad wolf and proceeds to scatter the name of the game station's owner, owners through time and space to lead herself to this point. So it's almost like she left bad wolf like, like Rose did. Right saw bad wolf to lead her back whatever this bad wolf thing is it's left these clues for itself to get to this point in time right what you think maybe part of that is like you know the fact that as bad wolf you can because she even like she mentions to the doctor how she can see everything yes so that's how it leads her back the fact that the the word bad wolf has been spread throughout time and space that's how you get back to this point when you can you can physically stand here in this time right now and see through all time and space yeah, and see where bad wolf is at every spot everywhere <laughs> see where it ends which is this moment and get yourself back there to to save it that's pretty powerful dude. crazy man that's nuts Ay, nuts. Wow. but yeah so she just goes off man but, she says you know everything must come to dust and just wipes him out man she goes thanos man she does. She snaps. <laughs> she does. She she snaps. It's epic. Mm-hmm. But then she says, "You know, how can I let go of this?" Um, right. Yeah. I mean, now she's got like the ring of power, and she does not want to give it up. Yep. What do you do? I now she know, does man. bring everybody back to life too, which is cool. Right. She well, brings... does she bring everybody or just Jack? All we see is Jack. Uh, I don't. Is that all we see is Jack? Yeah, Jack's the only one that we see. Uh, she. That's right after she says, like, I mean, you know, I don't care I, about Roderick. Leave him dead, but. Yeah, no. <laughs> he, I don't want him to get his prize money, so leave him dead. Yeah, nope. Um, but, yeah, she, she, I think just, that's all we see is Jack. But, because she says something about, like, you know, I, how can I let go of this power? Um, and then, what's he do? He kind of, like, pleads with her to, like, let it go. And she, she you know, she kind of is just really torn on that part. And then we get. Kind of like another epic moment. Yep. What we've all been leading up to. Yeah, well, he says, you know, she says, I can see everything. All that is, all that's been, all that will be. And he says, that's what I see all the time. Yeah. And he says, doesn't it drive you mad? And she, yeah, she's saying, my head, you know, it, uh, it's killing me. So he says, come here. I think you need a doctor. <laughs> smooth. <laughs> then gives in the big kiss. Smooth, man. Big smooth. And, and you know, do you remember at the beginning? I think one of the first or first or second episodes we did. Didn't we say like, was there ever gonna be? Which, I think which... it was in in the uh, the Dickens episode when they're they're kind of like thinking that they're gonna die, and yeah. just the way they looked at each other, it was kind of. I mean, now in this moment, one thing to think about is how much of this was. 
I like you. I want to give you a kiss. But how much of this was like, I this I need to do this to save your life. It's like, well, yeah, I think that was it. You know, you know, if I see an old lady that falls down, I got to give her CPR. I'm not, you know, sucking <laughs> on her face because I want to make out with this old lady. You're not doing a Wendy Peppercorn <laughs> over there. <laughs> the Wendy Peppercorn. That's right. She, oh, that's great. Um, um, no, I, I think it. I, I think it was probably. <laughs> That's a great reference, dude. I'm dying. <laughs> Go see the Sandlot. Mar- yeah. Sandlot. Mar- Marcus Squints. Uh, um, I think it was like 99% I want to save your life. 1%. Well, you've been acting like you're giving it up to everybody else on this show. So why don't I get a little bit of action? <laughs> uh, but it's great, man. He gives her, I mean, a really good kiss, too, man. I mean, it's a nice yeah. kiss. And then uh, sucks it out of her, sucks the. Um... <laughs> Dude. <laughs> the bad wolf I'm talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> what is this show becoming? <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. All right, so he gets, he gets the bad wolf out of her. And let me just say before we went on the air today, <laughs> um, I was telling Chris, I, I do another podcast. Uh, about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Christopher Eccleston plays Malekith in Thor: The Dark World, and he he looks like Malekith in this moment when he kind of stands up once he has all the uh, the Bad Wolf or whatever you want to call it within him. The gold and, dust. And the gold the gold dust. Yeah, remember the wrestling gold <laughs> dust. <clears throat> Dusty Dustin Wayne Road Dustin Rhodes, and he uh, Rhodes, yeah. breathes out the uh, the stuff back into the TARDIS. Uh, so really, it's kind of an, an interesting scene. Just kind of see that. Yeah. Uh, but okay, we got Jack up. Jack stands up. He sees, kind of wants to know what happened, but they just leave Jack. They literally leave Jack's looking at dust. They leave Jack in the dust. They just leave him there. I mean, do you think, <clears throat> did they ever really know that Jack died? I think it's, is it kind of maybe known or maybe just assumed that he died? Yeah. So it's not like they're leaving him behind because they know that, you know, Rose or the Bad Wolf has brought him back to life. Yeah. And he's fine on his own. He can traverse through time. Or is it tough? Like once you like Lee, like is it difficult for him to find the Doctor and Rose now? Do you think it would be like? I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe. <clears throat> Will we see him again? I, I hope so. I hope so too. He, he's just turned into an awesome character. But um, I want to say like when when we keep doing the uh, you know the notes after we're done. Uh, like reviewing the episode, like everything was like Torchwood started in 2006. Oh, okay. So it was shortly after. So, maybe. yeah. So maybe not, but hmm. we'll see. Uh, so Rose wakes up in the TARDIS. And uh, is this the moment where the doctor kind of looks at his hand and sees that he still has a little something like, going on there? Yeah, like glosses over or something like that. Yeah. And then, dude, this was the moment where I was like, okay, something's going to go on because he just says, Rose Tyler. Like, rather than, you know, say, like, hey, Rose, like, glad you're back. It's just like, Rose Tyler, I was going to take you to so many places. Barcelona, not the city Barcelona. Um, you know, the planet Barcelona, you'd love it. He says, it's a fantastic place. They've got dogs with no noses. <laughs> and he just kind of laughs. Um, and she keeps saying, like, whatever, everything you're saying is not making sense. And he says, mm-hmm. I might never make sense. I might never make sense again. I might have two heads or no head. And he just kind of is having that, you know, silly... Uh, just silly grin on his face. Right. And um, and then his appendix burst and he like 
he like yeah. bends over <laughs> and, and she like obviously runs to save him. And he's like, you know, he like yells and barks at her, like, stay away. Yep. He says, um, every cell on my body is dying. And she's like, well, can't you do something? Can't you save yourself? And he's like, no, he's like, uh, the Time Lords, we have this little trick. It's sort of a way of cheating death. Yeah. And um, this is where he uh, kind of gets ready to yeah. go. Yeah, he says, like, every cell in my body is dying and uh, kind of just throws his head back. And But, but, but well, before that, he has a classic line, a classic okay. line. And he um, – This isn't the before you know, I go. You're not doing that. That's not yet. No, he goes, you've been absolutely fantastic to her. Oh, he says it here? Yeah, yeah. This is it, man. This, right, cause, this, well, because he it. says, he goes, he goes, we have this funny trick. He says, I'm not going to see you again. Uh, he goes, you know, you're, you're not going to see me. I'm not going to look like this. Uh, mm-hmm. He says, but before I go, this is where he says, I just want to tell you, you were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And you know what? So was I. And I got to ask. Like, Mic drop. Yeah. Like, again, not With a big going. Smile. Yeah. A big goofy <laughs> grin. But again, not going forward and reading things. Is that. Does that like quote like has that followed him throughout just his career? Eccleston as, as no, just and you know what? So have I. I just feel like that should reverberate for him. Like everything, he, man. He, it really should. Mm-hmm. And not knowing that, if it hasn't, I don't know why it hasn't because that is like the, the perfect like send off to to a character, even though it's not really like sending him off to to for him. You know what I mean? Like for, for for his final moment as the doctor, that line is just brilliantly written. I don't think you could have written any better. Nope. It's fantastic. Awesome, awesome <laughs> writing. Yep. He's gonna be missed for sure. Yeah. Uh, but then we have the kind of the shocking moment, like we said. I never expected to see David Tennant in this at all. But then nope. he kind of comes back, and you know, he's instantly kind of funny, man. Where he's just like, "Oh, okay, got new teeth. That's weird." Uh, so where was I? Oh, that's right, Barcelona. Boom. And 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 I do, they do that intentionally. I have to think for you to to get the impression that it's the same character, character just a different yeah. skin. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, so I guess I think that's my question: is like, is he going to have still the same personality? Is he still kind of the same, just in this new body? You know, so every memory, everything, which I guess theoretically, if you can see everything in all space and time. You'd be able to see everything regardless. But, like, is it going to be the same? Like the mannerisms and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I can see that being different, of course, just because it is a different actor. But, like, yeah, does he remember every single thing they've ever done up to this point? And is it still technically the same character? I got to think it is, man. I do. Especially in that moment, right? That last line, like you said, that's kind of hinting just the same guy that was in the same conversation. Exactly, right. Crazy. I, I was so like when it happened, I'm like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And like I said in the beginning of this episode, like it was immediately followed up by, oh, man, like we're never going to see Eccleston anymore. Know, man. Uh, do, do you do you do you feel like we will still feel the same way about him when we're in season like six and seven? I think so. I, think I so, do. Dude. I, I do. just him just the big goofy smile and. Yep. Like I said, I've seen him in a few other things, and and now just recently watching him in Thor: Dark World. That honestly, I don't know if anybody's seen that movie. It's, it's it's honestly the worst 
Marvel yeah. movie of all 20 <clears throat> MCU movies. In my opinion, it's the worst. I even like the Incredible Hulk better than I do that. Um, he, to me, is the best part about it. Even though the villain, they don't really give him a good role. Rewatching it recently, it's him as the doctor. Like I just, I just see that. Even though he, there's nothing about him that represents that. Whenever yeah. I see him as an actor now, I'm just gonna think of this season of Doctor Who, and I just, I love the guy. He's great. Yeah. I love him. I know. I know. And, and it's easy for us to say that now because that's all we know. Yeah. Everybody um, says David Tennant, man. Pretty I, in, in my, my experience with David Tennant is uh, Jessica Jones. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty he, much. He was in uh, Harry Potter too, wasn't he? I think. Mm. I think he is. Yeah, he's, he he plays something in Harry Potter. Yeah, he's in that as well. Is he like so like makeup? No. On like you don't really recognize no. him or no? no? No, I don't think so. I think he's just. I don't know. We'll right. see. So we'll we'll get into the Christmas invasion, which is a longer episode. Did you notice that this episode is going to be fifty-nine minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean it's not longer, obviously, the long, yeah. long, but but then, uh, but that's just the Christmas special, and then the other ones they go back to the whatever 40, 42, 44. Uh, but what an episode, man! I mean, this episode wow. definitely was. I, I, looking at it, I don't think they could have done it any better. Like to not only be the end of a season, a season finale, um, a, the end of Eccleston as the Doctor, which you know it's funny. It's not that it's really a series finale but like it almost is like when you have a major major character who I mean, his name is he's the title character he's the guy when you mm-hmm. totally change that over no matter what even though rose is going to be the same mickey's probably still going to be in there and all these returning characters it's still going to be different you know yeah. very different when you yeah. have your lead character your title character is somebody played by a completely different actor it's crazy right and that's crazy just for a show to do that yeah, you wonder where that you know I mean? where did where did that idea come from? Like to do that, I mean, you, you're basically writing in the ability to change your actors, right? Of where maybe contract disputes and all that. Like you're writing the real world realities of putting on a, te- a television show. You're almost writing that into your show to just make it easy and convenient to yeah. swap out actors, which is smart, I guess. I, yeah, but I mean, we like you know, humans just hate change to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, knowing that mm. it's one of those things where like every time, like whatever, like, like Facebook or something like that update or Twitter updates their app, everybody always hates the new version True, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. likes the version that came directly before it. And then you get used to the current version. And then when they update that, you, then you want hate them, it. Yeah. And you hate the new. One. So, uh, but I, I think that's real ballsy for a, a show to, to have it, it's like you said, it's it's titled character swapped out every. I don't, what do they do it? It's not regiment, is it? It's not like every two years and no, that's it. No, no, no. Some people no. didn't. Didn't some people do more? Yeah, well, yeah I think less? Tenant does like three seasons. Does it? okay. Yeah. So and that's the thing. Like you get attached to them and then and then they're gone. So you don't see that a lot in, in a lot of shows. So I don't know. I'm 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 sad that. The initial season for us is over, but I'm really excited to just get like a different yep. season in and see where this goes now. And like we've said so many times over this season, when we started this thing, people were like, "Oh, get through season one." Um, and we, we did. did it, man, and we loved it. So if people are saying everything after season one is like where the show really starts to take off, I can't wait to get get involved in this stuff. Yeah. So yep. what do you got for us uh, for some story notes? For this Let's one, see. So um, this was the first episode in the series which was not given a press screening. 
which is kind of cool. So yeah, there was cool. no really spoilers out. Yep. Um, the only one that screened it was um, like the BBC just to make sure there was no, you know, naked jackass taking <laughs> <Yeah>. this one. <clears throat> um, uh, and this is interesting. So so you had asked why they just left Jack at the end. Mm-hmm. And that was done intentionally, I guess, because Jack was left behind because they wanted to explore the effects of the regeneration on Rose, noting that Jack would basically have just he he's seen it before. So he would have just if he was right next to Rose, it would have just been like, oh, yeah, he's changing. It's not a big deal to him. And it, they felt like it was kind of taken away from the impact that it had on Rose. Ah, OK. Which kind of makes sense. Yep. Uh, in an interview with Doctor Who magazine, Russell T. Davies stated that an alternate ending for the episode was written and filmed with the intention that it would be shown to press previewers to hide the, the secret of the regeneration. This idea was abandoned when Eccleston's departure was revealed earlier than planned. Ah, okay. The false ending would have featured similar dialogue to the televised final scene, but the TARDIS would have scanned Rose, and the viewers would have seen the display reading, quote, life form dying. Davies considered the scene inferior to the one actually shown, but suggested that it might be suitable on an extra for a DVD. Um, And I don't think Mm. it ever did show up on a DVD. So... Um, the doctor claims that he is known in Dalek legend as, quote, the oncoming storm, which yep. we mentioned, um, a title that first appeared in the Virgin New Adventure novel Love and War by Paul Cornell, who wrote the episode Father's Day. In the, epi- in the novel, the title was applied to the doctor by the Draconian. So kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Eccleston's. So this is kind of like getting into the whole Eccleston thing. Eccleston's departure had been leaked by the BBC on March 30th, uh, who claimed that he was scared of being typecast. On um, oh. 4th of April, they admitted that this statement had been made without consulting the actor and uh, were forced to apologize. In 2010, Eccleston denied the typecast claim, explaining that he was not comfortable in the working environment. He later stated that he could not get along with some of the, quote, senior people. Oh. Uh, according to the Sunday <clears throat> Mirror an interview for BBC's Doctor Who website that was taken down after his departure was announced, uh, revealed that Eccleston had planned to stay for two or three more years. Oh. Tennant was offered to replace the role when he was watching a pre-transmission copy of Kazan, or Casanova. I guess that's another uh, British show. Hmm. Um, though Tennant initially believed the offer was a joke, he accepted the role after he realized they were serious. And was announced as his replacement. Wow. So, and I, I, I've, after I watched this episode the first time, I kind of dove into uh, going through like what had happened and stuff. And as recently as last year is when he is when Eccleston really has come out and said some things about why he didn't come back. And, and he, he, he doesn't shy away from the fact that he was not getting along with like Davies and, and some of the like showrunners and things like that. Mm. But he's very um, respectful in how he does it. He's not going back and just saying like, you know, it sucked to work for these guys. Yeah. And, you know, I would never work for these guys again. He just said, he goes, we didn't get along. And I, he, he even said, I can't remember if he said it or Davies said it that um, they had like a gentleman's agreement that we're not going to talk bad about each other. Well, it's just 
didn't work you don't out. don't see that often, you know, right? especially in Hollywood here, man. Pretty much. You know? And wow. like, it just didn't work out. And, and, and to hear Davies talk about Eccleston, he's like, he was a brilliant doctor. He, he even calls him my doctor because he started this whole thing back up for us. So it's really cool. If you want to go back and like, look up like videos. Yeah, well, now articles, I definitely want to. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of really like interesting stuff to see where they're at now. So, um, let's see. I was going to say, I like this one. Uh, David Tennant is credited last in the credits in the format of and introducing David Tennant as Doctor Who. And it said, apart from replacing Doctor Who with the Doctor, all subsequent regeneration stories have credited the incoming Doctor in the same manner. It says, this is also the last story as of 2017 to have credited the leading cast member as Doctor Who. So, after this, they all just were the Doctor. <laughs> Oh. Or like in this, they actually said Christopher Eccleston, Doctor Who. Now it'll say yeah. David Tennant, the Doctor. The Doctor. Okay. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, although he is soon brought back to life, Jack's death in the episode makes him the first companion to die since I think it's Chameleon in Planet of Fire, which I don't know what that is, nope. but Jack's a companion that got brought back to life. Um, there was one in here about the regeneration. And it was about how this is like the first regeneration that was that that occurred when the doctor was standing up. Oh, really? Like most of the time they're lying they're down. They're dead. Yeah. So uh, hmm. I can't really find that one, but um, but that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and then you know what we bring up ratings and ratings, ratings were like right around the same, right around the seven million mark. Um, but all in all, man, like here's a funny one. Awesome when they show stuff. the guns, they're all yeah. set on safe. They're all like, the... <laughs> so that's why they couldn't kill him. <laughs> Freaking safety was on. Yeah, uh, it's great. Let's see. Yeah, no, that's about it. So um, awesome, dude! Awesome episode. You know, I like. I'm with you. I can't wait to see where. This David Tennant season is going to go because we are now in the thick of yeah. some Doctor Who. And, um, you know, this this whole season in general was just awesome. You know, I think it's a great way to introduce people. And, you know, we haven't seen what's coming fo- coming ahead. But, you know, if, if this season is any indication and, and people even tell us it gets even better and that the yeah. production value gets even better, like, yeah. I'm in. I'm a Whovian or whatever you want to call us. We are in the fandom. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people would, if they actually sat down and gave themselves the time to watch all these 13 episodes. Sure. It's kind of, you know, cheesy with some of the effects and all that, but all in all, it really is a very, very entertaining show, man. Like it's great. Honestly, man, I was honestly hooked, uh, in, in the first scene with Rose and, and, and the mannequins coming to life. (laughs) I honestly was. And, and even though like, uh, my first reaction to seeing those mannequins was, I thought, well, man, that's really like cool and creepy. And it was followed up by like her building blowing up and some terrible CGI. I was still on board with that. I'm like, "Eh, I'm, I'm good with like, yeah, we live in a world where like, everybody's trying to outdo each other on like a CGI format and like all these movies and stuff like that. It's cool to go back and, and have a, a poorly made CGI <laughs> television show. Like I'm fine with that. Yep. Um, I do. I, I, I think 
from beginning to end. Like it, it completely, it completely changed, but it always referenced um, earlier episodes, not just with the bad wolf stuff, but that makes me like ask, like it, it seems like the bad wolf, that was the overarching story for season one. So that's done. So I have to assume like we get stuff like that. There has to be like an overarching something in every season. I hope so. So like what's the, I know Daleks are like the villain. Is there always like one main villain or I don't know. Multiple villains depending on the episode. I love this though, but I love that we have these questions and, and you know, we'll get some answers and we will and we won't get answers (laughs) and, more answers questions will be asked and that's what i love about doing this stuff man it's it's a well well designed show yep mm-hmm. all right well let's wrap it up there everyone again email us the tardy tardis podcast at gmail.com let us know your thoughts on not only this episode but this whole season we'd love to read some feedback i think on the next episode of kind of what you guys thought of season one and, uh, you know, of course, anything that we got wrong or got right, any corrections, anything, tell us here, too. We'd love to hear from you guys. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Tardis Tardy uh, or on Instagram at Tardy Tardis Podcast. Mm-hmm. And you can find those links in the show notes. And, of course, however you're listening to the show, please, please, please leave us a review if you can on that platform. And, like we've said before, help spread the word, spread the love of the Tardy Tardis podcast. If you have friends who watch Doctor Who, like you, and they're not listening to the podcast, let them know about us because they might get a kick out of it. I think, you know, like we said, the show is meant for people who really already watch Doctor Who coming back, revisiting all these old episodes course through a new lens i think which is kind of neat and i think we're we're hitting that mark for a lot of people that are sending us emails and giving us some feedback so yep. uh, everybody as always thank you for tuning in however you're tuning in whether it's through uh it's itunes whatever your podcast service of choices thank you so much and with that catch you in season two fantastic 